This is Pet Life Radio. Let's talk pets. Vegas Rock Dog Radio. Pets. People. Pop culture. Sam, the queen of rock and roll dogs. Let's bring on the host. Sam, the queen of rock and roll dogs. Vegas Rock Dog Radio. Pets, people, pop culture. Hello, everyone. I'm Sam, the queen of rock and roll dogs and the host of Vegas Rock Dog Radio. On today's show, I'm talking about stress levels in dogs after you leave them and the relationship of children, babies, toddlers and your pets and how you can have a more more harmonious life with all of your family members, whether they are human family members or furry family members. So welcome to the show. As I say, I'm Sam. I'm the host, the queen of rock and roll dogs. And Vegas Rock Dog Radio is a rock and roll show all about pets, people, and pop culture. Now, before we get started on anything today with the show, I have to tell you who's in studio with me today. And I am I'm solo today as as far as the human uh, companionship. Uh, Jim is out on tour. And many of you know he's a musician. He's out on tour right now. And we have Mr. Twix and Miss Thornton in the studio today. And I have a little story about Mr. Twix I'm about to tell you about once I give you some social media information on how you can connect with us elsewhere on the internet. Now, of course, we have our website, vegasrockdogradio.com. And typically, this is where most people go to listen to the show live on Saturdays. But you could also you know, pick up an old episode or, you know, last week's show actually on the website too. So it's quite easy to do that. Now, of course, we will sometimes pop up on Periscope. (laughs) Let's see the little pun there. And of course, you're going to find us on Facebook, Twitter, Pinterest, Tumblr, and Instagram. We do have a blog and our blog is therockandrolldog.com. And if you do miss that show, you can also have it straight at your fingertips on your smartphone or of course maybe on your laptop too and you can go to itunes you can go to iHeartRadio, spoke by sirius xm or spotify and just pop in vegas rock dog radio you will find us quite easily and immediately after the live show that's when we throw up our archive show in case you missed the live show itself. We do have a second show. It's a very short show. It's the pet tip of the day. It's usually about 30 seconds long each each episode. So you can get through quite a few episodes and keep adding new tips so that you can be the best pet parents you can possibly be. Well, like I said earlier, 
I got a little story about Mr. Twix. Well, I, I always have a story about my dogs anyway, because they're such characters. I'm sure you could all relate to that with your own pets. They all have these individual personalities and these little traits that they have. And they just make us so happy. They're so individual and so unique. Well, we had a little bit of a sad story this week. Mr. Twix had a hot spot. And so we had to make a little trip over to the vet with him. And I noticed a couple of days ago, he was scratching his face. And upon closer inspection, he's a very hairy dog. If you've seen him, particularly on Instagram, he's quite the hairy dog. He gets groomed about every three weeks because he grows so quickly. So yeah, that hair comes in very, very fast. And you have to do a lot more inspection with a dog with so much hair. Whereas Miss Thornton, she's a Jack Russell. She's a Parsons Jack Russell, so she's got that short, wiry hair, and I can always see things quite easily on her skin. But with a, a fluffy dog like Mr. <laughs> Mr. Twigs, it's a little more difficult, so you have to do a little bit more inspection. So I lifted up, he's got quite a heavy little beard, yeah? <laughs> and I lifted it up, oh, and he had quite the hot spot underneath. And I felt bad that I'd not noticed it before. So what I did is I cleaned the area, Put a cone on him to protect his little face. And I do recommend this. Always have a cone in your house and always have some pajamas, some PJs for your pets. Now, you're probably thinking, what on earth is she on about? Well, of course, we know a cone will protect their faces. It will also protect them from trying to chew the rest of their body. But Mr. Twix, quite the flexible little boy. I swear you would think he's, you know, he practices yoga he did find a way to get his back legs into the cone <laughs> so he could lick his toes, <laughs> which is just, you know, he is very much a, um, if there's a will, there's a way kind of dog. Yeah. <laughs> so pajamas are great. There are medical pajamas out there for dogs. So if you're, if you're in an emergency situation where you don't want your pets chewing their legs, you know, that kind of stuff. And you've got a cone as well. They're going to be well protected until you can get them into the vet's office. And I, so I recommend you have those things at hand because they really make a difference. I can't imagine not having had the cone and trying to stop him from scratching his face until I could get out and go buy a cone. Meanwhile, wondering what the heck is he going to do with his face while I pop out. So, you you know, a little bit of forethought will actually make things a lot easier for you if anything does happen to your pets at home. But I've never been someone who waits to see if something's going to improve. I've just taken my dogs immediately for care. Because you don't know how quickly something can get worse. And then you could be treating a much, much bigger problem. And sometimes a bigger problem comes a bigger bill. <laughs> Think about that. So he did have this hot spot and he had to have his cute little face shaved down a little bit. And he got treated, he got flushed out. And now we have, we've got a, a, what do they call it, an ointment that we've got to place on the skin uh, twice a day. And also a little drop in each eye because he's got some skin irritation around one of his eyes too. And we don't want that to get worse. Uh, because they were looking quite inflamed too. The skin was looking really inflamed and I, I felt so bad for him and I actually was kind of annoyed with myself. I didn't see it before. We see he's got this big long beard. So in future, I will be paying even more attention to my pets. And I think it was a couple of weeks ago I mentioned that, you know, we've got our hands on our pets every single day. You know, we pet them, we cuddle them, we kiss them. But why not take that time also to inspect them and see if there's anything abnormal because if you do it every day, you'll be able to see something um, change. Uh, 
And so, uh, yeah, make it a good time to, to have a good old inspection, give them a little massage. My dogs are so used to that. Oh, my goodness. It's so <laughs> they're living the life. They're living the life. Now, I do have a friend called Brandy Rowland, and she owns Animal Love and Logic. Logic. And uh, one of the services she provides is massage. So you can imagine the kind of life her own pets have. They do get, I mean, real deal daily massage and it improves their health. It, it improves their health. And of course, it's a lovely time to bond with your pets when you we actually spend that extra time with them. And I always say this, you know, pets are not here long enough with us. And, you know, whether they're three months old or they're 15 years old, you'll never feel like you had enough time with them. So make the most of every single moment that you have and enjoy them. Um, I always say we can never give back to them what they give to us because we just can't measure it. It's impossible. We can't say how much we love them because it's so big, you know. So enjoy them as much as you possibly can. Uh, so that was his little story. But one thing I do want to touch on is I always enjoy talking to a veterinarian. That's Dr. Stefanatos. She was a pioneer in the holistic uh, veterinary world. And she always takes my questions we always have a great conversation. I always learn something new and I always have something to read up on after the appointment. I always take notes, <laughs> pull my phone out, put some notes on there. And if you don't have that kind of relationship with your veterinarian, you really need to seek out someone that you can have these conversations with. It gives you a better understanding of what is happening with your pet and it doesn't leave you in the dark. It also helps you ask questions that you may have read something online. Hey, is, you know, I've heard coconut oil is good for my pets. Is that something I should add into the diet? And how much should I add into the diet? You need a veterinarian that will allow you to have those questions and not someone that's going to say, and I know this happened to a friend of mine. Oh, you've been, you know, doc, your doctor Google, yeah, which I thought was incredibly rude. That happened to a friend of mine. And guess what? They left that veterinarian. No one wants to be belittled. We care about pets. We read a lot. And so to be able to say, hey, I have a question about this and get some answers is a really great thing to have uh, when it comes to uh, your relationship. And I say, then you're not left in the dark. You can ask, ask questions. You're comfortable. So as I say, we always come away learning so much more. We always apply what we learn and it just makes our pets' lives better. It improves their health and their well-being. And we are actively participating in their health and wellness. You know, it's it's an important thing to know that, you know, your, your visits to the vet are not just the only times you really care about their health. You need to be well-informed yourself and make sure that you're doing your bit too. Anyway, so we did have a good old chat and we talked about different types of vaccinations and titer testing and those kind of things. I had some questions because uh, not all vaccinations are equal either, which a lot of people may not know. And that's going to be for a future show because I've got some homework. <laughs> anyway, we talked a little bit about my radio show and I really liked it when she said, we're working for the animals. And that's exactly what we're doing and one thing I like on the wall in her practice, it says this about customer service. It says, treat not only with your head, but with your heart. And I think that sums up how I feel about our veterinarian and what my experience is. I know I'm not alone because many of my friends who go to Dr. Stefanatos, 
you know, when you when they talk about her, you know, she doesn't just get an A rating. She gets an A plus 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 rating as a veterinarian. But her her whole aura is so wonderful. It's so wonderful. And there's always information in the office and there's always an article you can pick up and read, which we did pick one up and I'm going to, there's going to be some more homework for me. And as you know, I love to read, I love to research and uh, I just, I just love the relationship that we have. So if you are in Vegas and you are looking for a holistic veterinarian with, with many years experience, and I, I talked about this week, sometimes a lot of people say, oh, you need to go to a young veterinarian, they know all the new techniques, Yeah. But I think experience is also what you're looking for. Imagine how many cases of, say, a skin condition a veterinarian has seen and the types of skin conditions. The more you see it, the more you understand it, the more you know how to treat it. Like, ah, I've seen this before. This is how we treat it. This is how it works. So I, there's so much to be said for experience. I mean, there really, really is. So think about that also. Um, as I say, I encourage you to, if you are in Vegas and you are looking for a holistic veterinarian who's, who's you know, someone with a deep passion for animals and someone you can have these conversations with, and as I like to say, someone who is part of your dog's entourage, <laughs> then Go to the Animal Kingdom, ask for Dr. Stefanatos. You will be thrilled. Now, when I talk about entourage, and it's just a funny term, and some people will call it their team, or really, when you think about it, it's their extended family. Think about all of the people your dog has to interact with for their health and wellness, their grooming, their training, daycare, pet sitting. I mean, you have to find the right people that you trust, ones that you get on with and who are, you know, who your pets are comfortable with. I think that's essential. That's a lot of people. So that's when I call it, you know, to call it the entourage, just as a fun thing. But really, it's kind of an extended family who care for your pets. So remember when you are, you know, you're in this role of guardian and advocate for your dog, keep in mind that's what you your goal is when choosing the types of services and people you want to have as your pet's extended family. And, you know, and don't be, you know, if there's any kind of like gut feeling on the red flag, don't go with it. Just don't go with it. You need to be 100% have peace inside and confidence. This person is going to look after my dog or my cat or my rabbit very, very well in a manner that I would look after my pets. I'm lucky we have that, you know, in our in our little extended family. And think about this. <laughs> you're, not, you're not around. That's your dog's relationship with that person. Think about that. Your dog has relationships outside of you. <laughs> but um, put, put this great group of people together that you have lots of confidence in and that your pets really, really like. And I think you'll you'll be set. You'll be in a, a very, very good place. Well, I want to move on next to a study. And this is a study I read on psychology.com, uh, psychologytoday.com. And it is, should you, should you pet your dog before an absence? It's a, it's a, it's a good study. It's something to think about. Should we do it? Should we not do it? What happens when we do it? What happens when we don't do it? Anyway, 
older advice, which I hear a lot, which is not to pet dogs before going out, is not supported by this new study. Glad to hear that. It's a little bit like, you know, fireworks are going off and thunderstorms and your dog comes to you for comfort. And there's that, I'm going to call it an old wives tale. It's a big fat myth of ignore your dog, ignore your cat, just ignore them. Which when you apply that to humans, would you ignore a child who's frightened to death of a thunderstorm? No, you wouldn't. You'd comfort them. And that's why they're coming to you. So that's and that's one of those old, you know, pet myths. And if you want to, I busted so many pet myths on the Big Fat Pet Myth Show. You can actually go back in the archives and you can find that show. One of the most fun shows that we ever do, you know, each year. And we have a huge listenership on it. Prior to the show, and I'm getting a little bit off track here, but prior to the show, we do a, a poll. And we ask people, what are the myths that you've heard, you know, about pets? And it's interesting because sometimes people will say, I heard this. That's ridiculous. But what they thought was ridic ridiculous was actually proven, you know, say by science to be the case. And it is true. It is something they should do. So lots of people get to learn lots of things. And they never reply back to the poll uh, with, you're wrong, you're right. I just want the answers. And then based on that and what people are thinking about their pets, whether it's training or nutrition or, you know, anything to do with their pets, we then put them in the show. Oh, it's so much fun. It's so much fun. So this is, uh, I say, this is one of those myths, old advice, where it says uh, they can't support with this study uh, about not don't pet your dogs or your cats before they go, you go out of the house. So here we go. Here is the actual study itself. Dogs form an attachment to their owner and as a result can find it stressful to be separated from them. I think many of us will recognize that. It used to be conventional wisdom that you should ignore your dog before you go out. But a pilot study finds gentle petting of dogs before a short separation makes them more calm than if they were ignored before the separation. Now, separation-related issues are a welfare concern for dogs, and it may affect the human-animal bond. But how to help dogs who don't have separation-related issues has received very little attention. So, you know, a dog in a normal state at home doesn't have separation anxiety, but what happens when, when you say goodbye? What is the effect? So this new study is by Dr. Chiara Mariti et al., published in the Journal of Veterinary Behavior and looks at the effects of gentle petting on dogs and their stress response to separation. As it is a, a pilot study, there were only 10 dogs and there were seven owners. The study took place at a field which was a neutral location away from the dogs' homes where they were used to being left and, and the dogs were were on leash. So they, were, they weren't in the home environment. So everybody's in the same environment. All dogs took part in two conditions. In the gentle petting condition, the owner spent one minute petting the dog before going away and leaving the dog with the experimenter. In the neutral condition, owners ignored the dog for one minute prior to going away and leaving the dog with the experimenter. So you've got two scenarios there. Both absences lasted for three minutes, during which the owner went and stood behind a shed where they were not visible to their dog. Although the researchers say there probably was not a scent cone indicating to the dog they were close by, 
Of course, this cannot be ruled out, they said. But the experimenter simply stood still, held the leash, until it was time to call the owner back. And the scientists looked at dog's behavior during the absence, and that included heart rate before and after, and uh, salivary cortisol after the absence. The dogs were not highly stressed by the separation, as shown by low salivary cortisol levels and by their behaviors. However, they spent a long time looking for the owner in both of these conditions, which was almost half of the absence. So they said around about 84 and a half seconds in the petting condition and 87.5 seconds in the neutral condition. So a couple of seconds difference there, looking for their owners once they were gone. Now, when dogs were petted before the absence, they spent more time showing calm behaviors during the absence and their heart rate was lower after the test compared to when they were ignored before the absence. Calm behaviors were lying down, sniffing the ground for a period of three seconds or longer. Sniffing for a shorter period was seen as a stressful signal as sniffing can be a sign of stress in dogs. So you've got to also know about body language when you do these kind of studies. Now, this is how the paper concludes. This pilot study suggests that petting a dog before a brief separation from the owner may have a positive effect, making the dog calmer during the actual separation itself. And further studies, of course, are needed to analyze more in-depth uh, effectiveness, especially in dogs affected by separation anxiety. Now, in the past, if people's dogs had separation anxiety, they were advised to desensitize the dog to signs of imminent departure, such as putting your shoes on. <laughs> You'd have to throw them in the garage and put them on in the garage. <laughs> uh, and this is not, it's not been tested and does not make sense given that predictability is important in helping to reduce stress. There's also the risk of sensitizing the dog to these cues as well. So I know my dogs, they know all our cues, but if we changed our cues, they would soon cotton on to us and they'd know exactly what we were up to. Honestly, our dogs understand our body language. They don't have to be words. We don't have to spell out the words. We don't have to be grabbing shoes. It's just that the way in which we move, they know what's going on. There's no, there's no conning my dogs whatsoever. I know you can all relate to that. <laughs> and sometimes I think they can read our minds. <laughs> I will look at my dogs and say, and I'm not going to say the word because they're in the studio and it'll get crazy, but do you want to go for a W-A-L-K, which I actually do think they can actually spell as well. But in my mind, if I look at them and I say that in my mind, they start moving around. It's really interesting. It's really interesting. So, and I love that. <laughs> I love it. They're probably reading us way better than that we're reading them in all honesty. Well, I'm glad to say that I have been petting my dogs all along. But I also do this for a reason that should anything happen to me or my dogs, that the last thing we ever said to each other was how much we loved each other. And so even if the study <laughs> even the study says something slightly different, I can't imagine not saying those things to my dogs. And I love that. They get a kiss, I tell them how much I love them, and I'll see them later. And I know I'm not the only person that says, I'll see you later. So there you go. So uh, if you've been ignoring your dog, 
you are advised to do some nice gentle petting, tell them how much you love them prior to leaving. It will keep them more relaxed. So I really enjoyed reading that particular study. And of course, with anything I talk about in the show, the links will go up on the show notes itself. And you'll be able to click on those if you want to uh, read them further. Put on a perfectly possum pet party. Having an awesome birthday or adoption day celebration for your four-legged friend? Or just want a fun excuse to throw a fun party with your friends from the dog park? Deck out your party with Molly and Bandit Pet Party Accessories, party products designed specifically for pets. There are wearables, including adjustable pet party hats, bow ties, and tutus. The photo prop kits include funny glasses and hats. The party supplies and decorations include coordinating table covers, party banners, cake decorations, and treat bowls, cups, and bags. Everything you need to create great memories and Instagram-worthy photos. They're available in two colorful themes, Tropical and Fireman. It's a dog's life. Celebrate it with Molly and Bandit Pet Party at mollyandbanditpetparty.com slash petlife. Does your dog itch, scratch, stink, or shed like crazy? Come to Dynavite for help. Order a 90-day supply of Dynavite. Dynavite is nutrition. Pick up two bottles of Lico Chops. Get the third bottle free. New improved Lico Chops with omega-3, omega-6, vitamin E. And now, six extra direct-fed microbials. Even better for the digestive tract and immune system. Try Lico Chops. Buy two, get one free. At Dynavite.com. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. Well, let's move on to family. I don't have children. Be nice for children. But I've met friends with children and pets. And I can't say, of course, about the experience of bringing a baby home. However, what I do see over and over again is where people don't know what to do when their new baby arrives and what are they going to do with their pets. And generally, they just bring their baby home and just hope and see if it all works out. Personally, I'm being the type of person that I am. I like to be well prepared. I mean, I have what we call protocols in the house <laughs> protocols it's just a funny word but basically if we always do it this way we'll never make a mistake when it comes to our pets and and, and the main protocol we have is we never open the door to our house unless that garage door is down and touches the ground whether we're going in whether we're going out we do not i mean it, i think it makes jim crazy I think it does. And I just said, don't deviate from the protocol because that's when you'll make a mistake. And you don't want a mistake. You can keep your pets safe and not make those mistakes. So I do have these protocols. So for me, I, I, I think, oh, that's really risky. Like, you're just going to hope it all works out with your baby and, and your pets. Um, and obviously, it's risky for the safety of your baby. And secondly, what if it doesn't work out? And then you just think, well, I've got to get rid of my dog. I mean, that's a terrible scenario as well. And our families comprise of people and animals, and there is a way to make it all work. And, and, and this is where I do have some good news for you. 
you can have a plan in place prior to your baby's arrival. And Family Paws is going to be your lifeline, your resource. It's going to help you tremendously with this massive change in your life. And I followed their organization for quite some time. And let me tell you a little bit about them. And um, they're called Family Pause Parent Education. And Family Pause Parent Education is the parent organization of two international licensed programs, Dogs and Storks, as in, you know, the baby came by the stork, and Dogs and Toddlers. Now, they provide specialized programs for new and expecting families with dogs. They offer a wide range of support to families, dog professionals, and childbirth professionals to support success between babies, toddlers, and family dogs. You may have no idea this even exists. So I just think this is a really great resource for everyone. And their goal is to increase safety and reduce stress in homes with young children and family dogs. No one wants to hear that a dog bit a, a baby, a toddler, a child. No one wants to hear that. And so they seek to decrease the number of dogs surrendered to shelters due to preventable behavioral problems and common conflicts. I mean, when you think about it, if there's no preparation, you don't have a plan, how does that go down when you show up with this baby and your dog's been your baby your whole time, your whole life, you know, its whole life, basically. Now, Family Paws Parent Educators, they believe creating dog-aware generations is essential to all communities and the human-canine bond. One of those programs is called that Dogs and Toddlers program. And let me tell you about that. It's the ideal program for families with dogs and babies who are soon to be crawling and walking. We know that whole, that whole thing changes. That dynamic changes. The minute your baby can start to move around, big changes are ahead. Often the first three months have gone smoothly. Many families are caught off guard when the dog begins to show discomfort with the new developmental changes of their mobile baby. This program offers insight and proactive options for some of the most common challenges families with dogs experience as baby. Um, another program they've got is Dogs and Storks. And, they, and if you're looking for immediate support, you know, dog and baby, dog and toddler, you can get a consultation with them. And you can schedule that right away. And they have these specialized professionals and they'll call you within 24 hours. Now, um, Family Paws has been specializing in supporting new and expecting families with dogs since 2002. They've been doing some good work uh, for quite some time, good 16 years there. And their Dogs and Storks program, again, an international program that helps expecting families with dogs get ready for life with baby. We offer positive, practical and fun solutions to challenges that often arise when a family with a dog adds a new baby to the household. You get expert guidance. They can connect you with dog trainers in your area who specialize in dog and baby toddler interactions. These highly qualified professionals are licensed to present the authorized dogs and storks and dogs and toddlers programs. And they offer a variety of services related to dogs and children. And all of their trainers have their own private dog training business. I can only imagine there are very high levels of stress when you're pregnant and you've got dogs and a big transition is about to happen. And um, 
family pause helps you prepare prior to your baby's arrival and um you know and to your baby's homecoming they do not call it a introducing the dog to the baby Mm -mm, that is not what's going to happen it's just baby's homecoming it's a lot less what's the word um it's it's a lot less of an event than you think it's going to be or you think it should be it's certainly not this like hey let's hold up the baby to the dog's face it's none of that and i think that's the biggest mistake that most people make and you've seen those videos online and they're incredibly dangerous and they say oh look the dog loves the baby the dog's not smiling the dog is on its back going oh i don't like this i'm uncomfortable and again it's down to that body language as well and people don't recognize it they shove a baby in a dog's face and it's a dreadful thing to do and a dangerous thing to do so they talk about baby's homecoming and it's a very uneventful event in all honesty and obviously this is going to be an ongoing educational thing because you know interactions are different from being baby toddler and child but it's worthwhile for the safety of your children and at the same time making sure your dog remains part of the family now, they say they offer advice um, and they have educators ready to help you. They have a hotline and they've got some tip sheets. And here's an example of one of them. It's actually a PDF and it's uh, dog and baby safety. Here are some do's and don'ts. It says, do invite the dog over for a sniff. Yeah. Do not force an interaction. So you're, it, that's, they're two very different things. You're saying, you know, I'm holding my baby, I'm stood up, you can come over and have a sniff. That's it. But you're not bringing the baby down to your dog's face at all. So you're not forcing an interaction. It says, do include your dog in a comfortable and safe way. So you've got your baby, you can have the dog in the room, your dog can have a toy that it's playing with while you look after your baby. You are not to isolate your dog from the family I think that's a dreadful thing to do. That, to me, is extremely heartbreaking. So you do include your dog in a comfortable and safe way, and they give you all the tips for that, but you don't isolate your dog. Can you imagine your dog has been number one in your life and you bring a baby home and then you isolate your dog? That is a terrible thing to do. Anyway, next one is do close the door to the nursery. It sounds like a simple thing. Some people don't do it. And don't allow unsupervised access to the nursery. So your dog doesn't get to go in there, lay under the crib, and everybody go, oh my gosh, the dog is protecting the baby. No, 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 no. That's not what you're going to do. Uh, do remind your dog what you want them to do. So, you know, you can, you need to use your commands, you know, sit down, praise them when they do the things that you want around the baby. And Never scold your dog when your dog is being curious and expect your dog to be curious. This new thing just showed up and changed the whole dynamic of the house. And why are you with that baby all the time? So your dog will be curious, but don't, don't scold them. Another do is do secure your dog and use awake adult supervision. So the image on this is the baby is in a little swing chair on the floor. The mother is on the uh, sofa. The dog is with the mother, but the dog is on a leash. So that's what they mean by uh, secure your dog and use awake adult supervision. What you don't want to be doing is leaving your baby unsupervised, as in 
your dog's running around, your baby's in the in the chair on the floor, and you're having a nap. You or you're on your phone. I mean, think about that. You're on your phone. You're distracted. So these are very practical, simple things you can do. You can apply. Everybody can do them, and it makes a huge difference. That's just one of the tip sheets. Great advice. Now their number, their website actually, first of all, is familypause.com, and their telephone number is one eight seven seven two four seven three four zero seven. I just think this is going to be a very good resource for people with babies. I mean, if I had babies I, and this was around, I would have done this absolutely. So if you are about to have a baby and you've, or you've just had your baby and then your baby's turned into a toddler and you feel like some extra help, I do recommend that you follow Family Pause on Facebook. You're going to get lots of information through their page and, of course, through their website. I'll put all the links up in the notes. And remember, they have that hotline, so you're not alone. You can work with educators. You can work with trainers. And you can have some peace of mind for your entire family, and that includes your pets. And... Um, I just love the fact that this is about keeping your pets in the house. This is specifically dogs. And you'll have some confidence and be able to keep everyone together. So I think it's a great organization. Uh, I, I don't think there's enough emphasis on this, in all honesty. I really feel like, yeah, we need to bring this to the forefront. And I really should reach out to Family Paws and have them come on the show. And we'll talk a little bit more. I have asked friends in the past, well, what's your plan? Well, I don't have a plan. I'm just, I don't know, just hope it works out. And yeah, I don't think that's, <laughs> I don't think that's a plan, <laughs> really. <laughs> so, uh, so there you go. Uh, my, uh, I think this is going to probably be my last topic of the day. Oh, I had a couple of updates actually from, we usually do a little like weekly updates because so much happens around here in the week. I have a review coming out for four-legger shampoos. Oh, you're going to be so excited when this review comes out. I've been testing the shampoos this week uh, with my two dogs. They have an extensive line covering many issues, you know, from skin issues to dogs who need, you know, hypoallergenic shampoo. Uh, I'm very impressed. I'm very, very impressed. As you remember, a few uh, weeks ago, I did a show on shampoos, pet shampoos. Is your pet shampoo toxic to your pets? And the majority of them, like I'm talking, like just about all of them, is yes, because of the chemicals in them. We did lots of research on those, read up about them. It was pretty awful, quite alarming actually. And there we were on the search for a shampoo and we found the only usda organic shampoo and uh, i'm going to be very excited when we we get the, the review up it's going to go on the blog it's also going to go in video as well but as i say got to test it out make sure it works i would never recommend a single thing to any of you that i would not use on my own pets and here's the thing i also won't test anything on my pets you know, I can read a label. <laughs> I can read a label. If I see anything on there and someone wants me to review it, I will not do it. If I see anything, whether it's in food or whether it's in a product like a shampoo, I will not even test it because that's my red flag straight away. So, uh, yeah, it does narrow down the products. You know what? We do all the hard work for you. We take out all the mystery, make your life so much easier when it comes to the products that we believe in. 
So there you go. That's going to be coming up. And that's for Lego. And we're also going to be uh, able to give you a 20% off code so you can buy your own. Anyway, look out for that. And um, I'll probably announce that. I'll, I'll definitely be announcing that on Instagram. I love Instagram. <laughs> Just love Instagram. We'll announce that on Instagram. And uh, put the links up also on Facebook. But Instagram is kind of our main thing right now. So if you haven't followed us yet, it's Ve just look for Vegas Rock Dog and you'll find us. And also make sure you tag us in your pet's photos. It's an easy way for us to see them. So that's my uh, review update. We already talked about Mr. Twix and, and our vet visit. And um, yeah, this is going to be my last topic uh, after family pause. And I found this on Canine Correspondence. It's quite interesting read. And um, here's a rat study. The rat study seems to indicate that the genetic material that is passed from generation to generation can actually adapt to environmental influence in a way that maximizes survival for the subsequent generations. <laughs> that was the longest sentence ever. This drops a bomb in the already contentious nature versus nurture debate and has given scientists and dog breeders pause for thought. Now, do we not only have to consider the rearing of the puppies and the care and comfort of the mother, but of the father and both of the grandparents, and who knows how far behind that? The influence of environment on the genetic material of fathers has been demonstrated again and again in humans, although the mechanisms for this change are not yet well understood. For instance, they said in this little article, a Swedish study indicated that men who experienced famine before puberty were less likely to have grandsons with diabetes or heart disease than men who had access to normal amounts of food before puberty. A study in the UK found that fathers who began smoking before the age of 11 were more likely to have obese children. It's interesting, isn't it? Now the bottom line is we can no longer they said we can no longer think of the sires of our litters as hermetically sealed vessels to carry genetic information from one generation to the next their care upbringing and experiences are important to the future of their children grandchildren and possibly beyond very very interesting very very interesting the more you know the more you understand <laughs> So that is the close of my show. Later on today, I'm going to have a little bit of fun over at Wags and Whiskers down in uh, in Vegas. They have an anniversary party. They've been great supporters of the show. So I know they've got a great raffle. They're raising money for animal rescues. The store is so much fun. They usually have some cocktails. And um, I'm going down there. I know they've got some great prizes. I heard that they've got a drone. They've got a drone in the prize pool. So I'm going to be popping down there. So if you are available, I think it goes on all day, actually. Wags and whiskers. And uh, you'll love the place. You'll love the family that runs it. It's always a good time down at Wags and Whiskers. So if you're around, I'll be down there around about one o'clock-ish. I'm going to reconnect with some people and uh, maybe, you know, treat it like a little reunion. <laughs> I will more than likely uh, do a live stream, actually, from Facebook, and then I'll do one on Instagram. 
to show you what a great place it is and what lovely people they are. So hopefully I get to see you down there. Well, remember, you can help an animal need always by either rescuing, adopting, donating or volunteering and sharing their information. Sometimes people don't realize, seriously, a share on social media. Oh my gosh, it can get a dog or a cat in front of someone's face online and they go, oh, that's my dog. I'm going to go and adopt that dog. It does work. It makes such an impact. Oh, while we are talking about that, thank you to everyone who shared the information for Truffles last week. Truffles uh, was one of the beagles with the, uh, the Southern Nevada Beagle Rescue and Truffles was out on a trial adoption for a couple of days. And she's a little skittish because some of these dogs came from uh, basically a, a, a puppy mill in, you know, backwards. I mean, not, not a good situation. It's a little bit skittish. And the the potential adopters were given the information. She's she's skittish, so this gate cannot be open, this cannot be open, do this, do this. Do you have anyone coming around to do any kind of services, like bug services, anything like that? And what happened was they opened the gate when the bug guy showed up and off she went. She was gone for two days. And we were 100 degrees the other day, so she was out day and night. And luckily, she was so exhausted, someone managed to get her in her car. But what we did was we asked people, please share, please share this. Don't like it, just share the information. And then I started reaching out to drone people. And drone up, big shout out to drone up, who responded straight away to see if we had a Vegas team uh, who could help. And I can't say enough. So sharing the information, whether it's for adoption or a lost dog or cat, really makes an impact. Anyway, she was found, she came home, she had a broken leg, that poor girl, and she had an injured paw, completely avoidable, completely avoidable, especially when you've been instructed, keep gates locked, don't open doors when people come for services. Here's another thing too, if you have a doggy door and you've got a window cleaner coming over or your gardener, lock your doggy door, make sure your pets are inside. Do not rely on service people to lock gates. That's ridiculous. Keep them inside until services are done. You can completely avoid the heartbreak. And luckily, she was alive. But you don't know. I mean, we're in an area with coyotes. She was exhausted. Who knows? She could have been just a sitting target. So thank you to everyone who shared. It was a lot of people. It's a great community we have out here. So thank you very, very much. Very, very much. Um... Rescue your next family member. We love that. <laughs> and replace the word shot with adopt whenever you can. And be kind to all animals. Now, when I say replace the word shot with adopt whenever you can, people still like certain breeds and people will want to look for a certain breed. And if they can't find it in the shelters, which trust me, you can pretty much, they will go to breeders. But please, we want you to go to real breeders you need to ask to see the mother and the father of the puppies and where they're living. And if someone doesn't want you to come over, you don't get to see the parents and they're not registered as breeders and they're kept outside, then stay away. Stay well, well, well away. I think it would be foolish of us to pretend that people will not, you know, not, you know, people won't go to a breeder. I mean, that's a little bit foolish, but if we can guide them in the right direction, to, to good breeders, that's what we should do. I think that's 
being realistic in all honesty so that but if you can adopt we love you more for that <laughs> we really do and of course be kind to all animals well thank you for listening in today big hello to our new listeners big hello to our regulars I put up a map the other day on Instagram of all the countries where we have listeners. It's a lot of countries and a lot of people. And I appreciate you listening to the show for the last six years. And we're just going to keep this train going, working for the animals, like my veterinarian said. So thank you for listening in. Take a moment to like our Facebook page. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter. Don't forget to post pics of your pets. And we love to see their little furry faces or their feathered faces or their furless faces. <laughs> and uh, thanks to my dogs for being the greatest company anyone could ever have in the studio. And uh, and you guys obviously have been a huge part of the show. Today you've been listening to Vegas Rock Dog Radio, where it's all about pets, people and pop culture. I'm your host, Sam, the queen of rock and roll dogs. And always kiss your pets good morning and good night. And I'll see you next time you've been listening to vegas rock dog radio pets people pop culture visit vegas rock dog radio for more information find us on facebook twitter and instagram and subscribe on itunes and iHeartRadio. and remember give your fur babies a big kiss from me sam the queen of rock and roll dogs You must not rely on the information in this broadcast from our hosts as an alternative to medical advice from your veterinarian. If you have any specific questions about a medical matter regarding your pets, you should consult your veterinarian or specialist. Let's Talk Pets, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.